Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a Sobre Nuestro Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Yo soy Ali. Y hoy Ali les contará un caso que sucedió en Pasadena, Texas. Perder o que te arrebaten un hijo es lo peor que le puede pasar a un padre. El dolor de saber los detalles del crimen o encontrar a tu hijo o hija sin vida es algo que no se olvida. Para el señor Carmelo González, el día 12 de agosto fue el día que su mundo cambió y el último día que pudo tener a su hija en sus brazos. Fue el último día que la vio sonreír y escuchar su voz. Este es el trágico asesinato de María Elena González. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape and violence. Listen with caution. Ella estaba bien donde ella estaba, no tenían derecho de quitarle la vida a mi angelito. Y mientras él está afuera, puede hacer más daño a las madres. Y yo ese dolor ya no le deseo a nadie, pues. Carmelo y su hija María Elena González tenían meses de haber llegado a, a Texas. Ellos vivían en unos apartamentos que se llaman Main Village en Pasadena, en el estado de Texas. El resto de la familia se quedaron en Guatemala, mientras el señor Carmelo se vino a los Estados Unidos a trabajar para mandar dinero a Guatemala y buscar un futuro mejor para él, su esposa y sus dos hijas. Ana Elizabeth Setumul quien es la madre de María Elena, reportó que su hija estaba muy apegada a su papá. Y por eso decidieron que lo mejor que podían hacer es de que ella se fuera con el señor Carmelo. La mañana del 12 de agosto de 2023, Carmelo se va a su trabajo a las 9.45 de la mañana y deja a María Elena sola en la casa. The reason why Carmelo decided to move in this apartment complex is because his brother, and his sister-in-law lived there as well. Entonces me imagino que él se sentía a gusto se sentía más saber seguro. que su, 
yeah. que su hermano estaba ahí en el, en el mismo en complex. complex y cualquier cosa que María necesitara, he was going to be there. Y también María tenía 11 años. So me imagino que el Señor sabía que María entendía no abrirle la puerta a extraños. También este, el, la, el lugar donde vivían en, en Pasadena, Texas, era como también... Uh, there was a lot of people from Central America too, right? I had read something yeah. somewhere mm -hmm. that could see. Antes de irse al trabajo, Carmelo dice que él escuchó una voz de un hombre en las escaleras. Y al llegar María Elena de haber tirado la basura, él le pregunta a la niña quién era la persona que estaba afuera. Y ella le responde, el vecino de pelo largo. So they had seen him around already. Yeah. So, there was nothing suspicious. So, Carmelo heads to work. Minutos después de que el señor se fue al trabajo, María Elena le mandó un mensaje y le dice que alguien estaba tocando la puerta. El papá le dice a su hija que no abra la puerta, que, él, que no era él el que estaba tocando, que él ya se había ido al trabajo. María Elena respondió que no se preocupara, that she wasn't going to open the door that she was going to stay in her room. De ahí, Carmelo ya no recibió mensajes de su niña. At the same time, María Elena was actually messaging her sister in Guatemala. And she told her sister that, hey, someone's knocking at the door. And that was the last message the sister received. La niña... No dijeron de qué edad era. Di, ella fue y le dijo a su mamá lo que había pasado. Y Ana Elizabeth le mandó un mensaje a Carmelo. Como a la una de la tarde, Carmelo se contactó con su hermano. Y le dijo que si pudiera, podía checar, checar a María Elena. El hermano y la cuñada tenían llaves del apartamento. Entonces, ellos van... Y al llegar, notan que la puerta no está laqueada. They go in. They notice some things were moved. And they can't find her. Entonces, el hermano le avisa a Carmelo. Y el señor sale del trabajo y llega a su casa entre dos y media a tres de la tarde. Al llegar, Carmelo empieza a buscar a María Elena. Y en eso se da cuenta que hay algo debajo de su cama. Debajo de su cama hay un cesto que se usa para la ropa sucia. Al sacar el, el cesto, encuentra una bolsa de basura adentro del cesto, abre la bolsa y ahí es donde encuentra el cuerpo de su hija. Las autoridades fueron llamadas, pero María Elena was pronounced dead at the scene. Se confirmó que María Elena había sido abusada sexualmente que tenía un golpe en la cabeza y murió asfixiada. And she had obviously marks on her neck. Yeah. Ese mismo día, vecinos fueron entrevistados para ver si habían escuchado o si habían visto algo. Los investigadores tocaron la puerta de los vecinos que vivían enfrente de María Elena. En este apartamento vivían tres hombres. Uno de estos hombres es Juan Carlos García Rodríguez, de 18 años. 
no se ha dado ningún otro nombre de los otros dos roommates que vivían ahí. Los tres hombres cooperaron. They answered all the questions. They gave information of where they were before and during um, the murder. Juan Carlos dijo que él había estado con amigos y no había estado cerca del apartamento at all that day. Por ahora, nadie había sido considerado un sospechoso, pero they were able to obtain DNA de los tres hombres and other neighbors that were interviewed. Mm -hmm. the, the day that Juan Carlos was interviewed, the authorities had on their had on their body cameras. And this is how they were able to take a snapshot of Juan Carlos and spread it all over the media when he did become a person of interest. Remember, by Saturday, cuando pasó el, el, el asesinato, there was no person of interest. Yeah. There was no one. But before I go into that, let's go back to that day of Maria Elena's murder. The only clue that the authorities had was a key. A key that Carmelo found on the floor of his home that did not belong to him or Maria Elena. Okay. DNA samples were also collected and were sent to forensics. This key is a clue that leads them to the, to the suspect. Días después, las autoridades regresan al apartamento. Y notan que los vecinos habían cambiado los locks de la puerta. They found this suspicious, right? It's weird. Why would yeah. they do this? Especially right after a murder. Exactly. And that was, they didn't say how many days, but it was, it was a couple. Yeah, it was A couple recent. of days. Yeah. Yeah. So they found this very suspicious. They approached the apartment and only two of the men that they had interviewed were in this apartment. So... They asked him, like, hey, what happened? ¿Por qué cambiaron las fichas? Like, what's going on? Dijeron que días, dos días después, so agosto 14, un lunes, el asesinato pasó el sábado. So el lunes, Juan Carlos llegó a la casa y les dijo que él ya se iba. Que le habían ofrecido un trabajo. Un mejor trabajo. Yeah. That he had gotten this offer and that he... That he, he was, was going to move out. Oh, yeah. Al pedirle la llave a Juan Carlos... He refused to return it. Okay. He was like, I'm going to keep it. Why would you keep key to an apartment that you're no longer going to live in? Because well, you're going to move away. Know. Huh? I was like, but you're going to, because you're going to move away. It's so weird. So well, weird. Well, now we know that he didn't have the key. Yeah, no, it's like he yeah, now clearly we know. lost the key. Yes, but for him, it was like, no la voy a regresar, me voy a quedar con ella in case. In case what? <laughs> That was exactly what their roommate said. They were like, se les hizo muy raro. Yeah. ¿Por qué vas a querer quedarte con una llave de un lugar donde tú ya no vas a vivir? Yeah. Sabiendo que hay gente ahí viviendo. Yeah. So that's why they decided to change the locks. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't know Juan Carlos that much. Juan Carlos había movido con ellos three, four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So he had been there, like, moved in, in there recently. And they didn't really know him. Okay. So he had actually been like a, era como un favor 
a una conexión de un conocido. Yeah. Almost like a, hey, my friend's friend is looking for a place. Do you have an extra room type of thing? Yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, as an immigrant, uh, like, thing that I know that we do as immigrants or, like, people that come from uh, different countries and, you know, immigrate to the U.S., it is known for a lot of these, you know, communities to be like, hey, my cousin's coming from so-and-so. He needs a place right. to stay. Can you, you know, let him stay with you for a couple of weeks or a couple of months until he gets a job and, you know, gets his own place? Or exactly. or at least, like, when my when my parents mm -hmm. were, at, like, younger, before they had me, um, my, the story was that at, at a, in a, a one-bedroom apartment, there was, like, seven adults living in there in order to afford rent and, you know, get enough money to move out. So yeah. mm -hmm. uh, it's not uncommon, at least in Latin communities, for things like that to happen. So that's why when he refused to return the key, they were like, we don't know this guy. We don't know his intentions. So yeah. let's just change the locks. Yeah. Luckily, they still had the old locks. And the key that was found in the family home was a perfect match. This is when Juan Carlos became a person of interest. Authorities were careful not to identify him as a suspect, nor could they put a, an arrest warrant because they didn't have enough proof. Yeah. All they had was the key. Nothing else. And during this time, the DNA results hadn't come, come back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that he was a person of interest, the authorities started to share the picture that was taken the day that he was interviewed. Remember on the body cam? So they just took a snapshot of it. And on all the news outlets, they started posting this picture. Aparentemente, Juan Carlos fue a las autoridades en Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Voluntariamente. Okay. I'm imagining after his picture was like all over the news. He was like, well might as well go because I didn't do anything right okay. he was saying that that he was innocent that he you know yeah. they just wanted to yeah. talk to him I guess exactly so that's how the police made it seem right like we were just trying to talk to him yeah so let's put the picture out there you see somebody from the community has seen him they should get in contact with the police yes yeah. because we want to talk to him mm -hmm. yeah so he goes in And in his statement, okay, Juan first reported that he had nothing to do with Marielena's murder as he was not home. Okay. Remember, that day that they interviewed him on Saturday, he had said that he was with some friends. Yeah. But the friends denied it. Wow. Yeah. They didn't have his back then either. They're like, fuck mm -hmm. this. Well, no, yeah, especially cuando me imagino al ver fotos de tu amigo and... Based on, like, a, a murderer. Exactly. Yeah. Why am I going to cover for you? Yeah. Right. He then changed his... He then changed his story and said that he was forced at gunpoint by two black men who forced him to sexually assault Maria Elena. What? Yeah. That is so bizarre. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go back <laughs> to the beginning of this case. Mm -hmm. So she, so 
Marielena didn't even hear any other people. She on- she only, you know, heard somebody at the door. Mm-hmm. If there was two men at gunpoint at this apartment complex forcing this guy to go into this apartment to abuse of this 11-year-old girl, don't you think there would be some sort of commotion? Some sort of, like, argument? Some sort of, like, I don't know, like, struggle going on? Mm-hmm. This is so fucking bizarre. It is. And remember, when... En la mañana cuando el señor se estaba arreglando para irse a trabajar y María Elena salió a tirar la basura, cuando le preguntó al papá quién está en el teléfono, ella le dijo el vecino con pelo largo. Yeah. In the pictures de Juan Carlos, he does have long hair. Not like super long hair, but it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty long. Yeah. So if she said that if she was identifying him, which I'm imagining that was him in that moment, that yeah. he was the one on the phone. Him saying that he was never home that morning, that goes against them too. Yeah. So it the go, police like knew. Proof. Yeah, yeah. The police knew. They were just trying to see. They were trying to see how, how far, far he goes. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had the key, the exact match. He never returned the key. I mean, come on. Yeah. So his friends him didn't back him up. And... Him changing his story again. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With additional proof obtained at the scene of the crime, Juan Carlos was arrested on August 19th. So he was arrested a week after. Mm-hmm. In this case, what I did notice was that the authorities jumped on it really quick. They were interviewing, they were doing press conferences. The community jumped on it as, as well really quickly. Like, they were on it. Yeah. And the murder was caught a week after. I do remember this case. I remember seeing about seeing this case on Instagram, um, on all of the like uh, Instagram accounts that we follow on Feminicidios, mm-hmm. and I've also saw it on the news, and like a lot of people were covering it um, on social media, and I think I saw it on like Spanish television, like Noticieros in Español. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I was very familiar about this case and like how quickly the police actually worked to solve this case so i also feel like there was a lot of pressure within the community the media outlets and um the community online for this case to be solved and i feel like the police felt that pressure from everybody in the community as well especially because it was de una niña de 11 años que no tenía mucho tiempo en los estados unidos y que y, y, y you know it, she, it was at her own home. It wasn't like she That's was scary out part. somewhere else. That It was at her yeah. own home. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I think all of these factors played into why the case was solved so quickly and was yeah. like, put a lot of pressure on the police in order to solve this case as well. And you're right. She had just been here for a few months and she was actually going to return to Guatemala this October. Oh. She was going to go back home. Maria Elena's viewing occurred at the church where she attended Sunday school. Her body was laid to rest in Guatemala. A GoFundMe was created to help the family with funeral services. Others in the community, like Meat Planet Inc., posted a fundraiser, and the money that was um, the money that they were able to get from this fundraiser, they donated it to the family. 
so everybody jumped in. Al igual la familia en Guatemala recibió mucho apoyo y recibieron a María Elena con los brazos abiertos. On August 24th, Juan Carlos was denied bail, as he should, of course. And his next court date is set for October 30th. Juan Carlos is facing capital murder charges. And in the state of Texas, that means either life in prison without parole or the death penalty. Ojalá María Elena reciba justicia. Esta persona no debería de ser liberada ni que se le dé ningún tipo de lástima. He hurt a, he hurt a child. Yeah. He didn't care what he did. It's just heartbreaking for someone to be able to do that to a child. Yeah. And also not even being upfront of what he did and lie about it and cover mm-hmm. it and escape. He ran away, yeah. He's such a coward thing. I saw, um, I saw an interview where the authorities were saying, if somebody helped him, please speak up. Because él no tenía carro. Pero like, si él trató de escaparse, alguien le ayudó. Yeah. Because he was in Louisiana by the time that they got him. By the 19th when he went in, yeah. So a week later, he was over there. It's such a coward thing to do. Yeah. Put yourself in, in that place to to do something like that to, to a, a child and and to cover it up to run away to act like you didn't do anything it's baffling to understand that people like this roam around the same world that we do yeah. because even a young little girl wasn't even safe in her own home she didn't open the door she was in her room Yeah, and that's what I want to know. Like, I'm hoping more will come out. Yeah. Um, but that's the part. It's like, how did he get in? Yeah. Did she check and saw, hey, it's a neighbor. I know him. Right? It's like, yeah. cuando te va a tocar un neighbor, and you're like, oh, maybe they need something, or, or se le, yeah. algo pasó, right? And you've seen them. It's not like a stranger that just comes to your door and knocks. If you, It's your neighbor that comes and knocks, and you see them, you're like, oh. Maybe they need something. Yeah. Maybe that happened. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. It is. Because the bonus up inside, like, oh, what if? And, and, like, you know, what if she wasn't home? Or what if she was with her uncle? Or, like, and it's so tragic to put yourself in the shoes of the family. Because it's, like, oh my God. the dad yeah. was so apegada a ella, you know, mm-hmm. vice versa. And it's, like. They're in a new country and they're looking for like a better life for themselves. Pa que pase algo así tan trágico con personas de tu propia comunidad, you know? And it, it's it's so heart-wrenching to not be able to be like like to just having to be strong enough for for your family. Y regresar sin tu hija, it's It's hard seeing the mom yeah. in these interviews. She's heartbroken. Igual que el papá. Yeah. Me imagino que el pobre se va a echar culpa. Of course. And, and he didn't do anything wrong. No. He didn't. And what's so disturbing, it's the comments that people leave just on videos. No. Right, comments that I really don't even want to share them here, but just comments that 
They don't need to be said to a family que, that's already hurting yeah, and grieving. No vienen al caso. La, la exactly. familia está sufriendo por algo que mm -hmm. no fue ni su culpa de ellos. Ya se no están echando la culpa para que quieren que otras personas vengan y se lo digan. O sea, ¿qué quieren que, que haga? Like, like yeah. it, she's a child mm -hmm. that was in her room, that stayed in her room, waiting for her dad to come back from work. Like, it's not her fault that this happened to her. There's no way to victim shame somebody for yeah. doing something. Yeah. I was like, in all honesty, it's like, it's es algo que no puedes evitar. ¿Y qué tal si estuviera acabar con alguien y alguien salió para tirar la basura y algo así pasaría? ¿Todavía le echarían la culpa a la persona que salió? O sea, it, it makes no sense in, in my mind to like, why would you victim shame somebody for something that was out of their fucking hands? It, it's unbelievable to think why, that... Why blame the parent? Yeah. Or the uncle? Yeah. Right, like so many questions, and I'm imagining some people no las preguntan con maldad. They just want to know like certain questions, like why this, why that, not with the intention of coming to attack the parent or the uncle. But families don't need that. No, they they don't need to hear that. They don't need to see that. They're suffering enough. Yeah, like they don't need to answer unnecessary questions. Mm-hmm. No, no vienen al caso. No, at all. Our hearts go out to the Gonzalez Setemul family. Y este fue el trágico asesinato de María Elena Gonzalez. Feliz porque ya le detuvieron y ya no anda ocasionando más daños a cada familia. Ella pues ya no está conmigo. Me duele, me duele. Pero el dolor no lo tengo en la cara, lo tengo en el corazón. Y este fue el caso de esta semana. Again, our hearts go out to um, Maria Elena's family. Um, I remember hearing about this case and being completely heartbroken, especially because of how young she was and how, um, you know, it happened in her own apartment. Nothing hurts more than being unable to do something for her child and be there for her child. And I can only imagine the pain and the suffering that the family went through. And mm -hmm. once again, our hearts go out to the family, to the friends, to everybody who was involved with helping this family out and, and yeah. was there for them. Um, all we can do now is share her story and hoping that the justice system does something and and gives her the justice that she deserves. And um, yeah. And with that, uh, we'll end this week's episode. Um, our comment sections are open if you want to discuss this case, if you want to talk about it, if you have any opinions, or, you know, if you've heard about this case, or, you know, how did you hear about this case? Um, we we want to, you know, un, um, hear your thoughts and your opinions on it. Again, please don't leave any hate regarding this uh, this case. The family is already suffering enough, and they don't need yeah. to be suffering more. Uh, we just want to shed light on her case and what happened to her. And, um, you know, just just know that she is not forgotten. And, and, and you know, that she she is loved by, by a community. And um, so, yeah, if you want to talk about this case, our uh, comments and our messages are open. You can send us a comment, a direct message on our socials. Uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok and uh 
Twitter or is known as X now. Uh, also on threads. You can follow us at, at SVSM underscore podcast. That's at SVSM underscore podcast. And um, you can also follow us on Facebook at Sovioneto uh, Macabro Podcast. Just type it up and we should be the first ones to pop up. And yeah, so we're, we're open to like having a conversation with you guys. Um, we really like talking to you guys. It, it, it makes this community a lot more stronger. And we want to thank you all for the support and, and for sharing the stories and and just for being involved. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, and if you want to listen to the rest of our podcast episodes that we have, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and on Google Podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. Just alert, uh, look for Sobentosumakaro Podcasts and we should be the first ones to pop up. Um, as well as on the Latina Podcaster Network app. Just, you know, download the app, type in Sobentosumakaro Podcasts and our whole catalog will be there. Um, the podcast features a lot of different um, Latin, Latina and Latinx uh, creators. Just, you know, just a, a little bit of everything. There's something to listen to if you want to. Just download the app. And remember to uh, rate us um, and to uh, subscribe to our podcast um, and our YouTube. Because we are going to... review us. Yeah, we're going to try to upload videos on YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube, I guess. Soon. We'll let you guys know what happens. We'll let you guys know. We're still working out the whole thing. It's still new to us. So, you know, just give us time. Um, But yeah, if you can rate and uh, review our podcast, that would help a lot too. Um, Most importantly, because, you know, it'll help us grow and expand our audience. And it it will just mean a lot to us that our our voices are heard and our, our community is seen. And, you know, people know that, you know, we exist within the media. And they're not forgotten. So, yeah, you can do that. And um, I don't know. Am I missing anything else? I don't think so. And uh, with that, I think that's about it. Do you have anything yeah. else to say? Nothing, but it's spooky season. It's spooky season. My favorite time yes. of year. Um, mm-hmm. As you probably all have seen, we started with our first photo. We posted our yes. first Halloween costume photo. Um, we were little witches, little brujitas. Um it was it was it was quite the conundrum when we took those photos. So one good photo came out of it. So <laughs> that was that's all we needed. That's all we needed. All you girls know how long it takes to get a good picture. It, so yeah, if you post yeah. on social media, you understand. Um but yeah, it was a windy day. Our hats didn't want to stay. Our outfits were just in there. shambles, but we got one good picture. So, yes, um, go like it. Yeah, please go like it. <laughs> and every Tuesday we're posting a new picture. Yeah, every Tuesday we're posting a new mm-hmm. uh, costume, uh, you know, costume thingamabob. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> we have, what is it, four more to go? Yes. We have four, four more. more four more costumes to go. So uh, we can't send wait. Send us messages on what you guys think it is. I know. Like what the next four costumes are. Also send us your uh, pet costumes because I really want to see them. I you know. have no idea how excited I am to see little dogs or little cats in costumes. It's my favorite oh, yeah. thing in the world. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. So if you were dressing up your pet, please send us photos and yes, make please. our day. Um, also, <laughs> if you're going to dress up this Halloween season, let us know. Let us know how it goes. Um, Let us know where the parties are at. I know. If you're going to invite us, 
Do it now. We'll find a tr- we will find a ticket to go to your parties. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it, right? Anything else? Yep, that is it. All right then. So uh, take care, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good rest of your week. For sure. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.